Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Oh, Silver, let's go, Victor. Oh, Silver, The funeral of Sheriff Dorn was marked by various emotions. Jim Blake, the youthful publisher of The Bugle, was sure he knew who had murdered the sheriff and was determined to see the killers brought to justice. Tom Kennedy and his daughter Mary, who worked for Blake, knew they had lost one of their best friends. But there were others, three influential men whose power in Red Rock had been increasing, who breathed deep sighs of relief when the sheriff's death was announced. These three were in a carriage on their way to the home of Mary Kennedy and her father. They were Squire Bosworth, Banker Cooley, and Joe Garland, the wealthiest rancher in the county. That's the house. The little white one. Cooley, you mean to say people actually live in a place as small as that? It's just old man Kennedy and his daughter. They don't need much room. Mary hasn't time to take care of a larger place. She has to spend most of her time working in the office of that bugle. Ah, the bugle, that confounded publisher... He's going to learn too much if he doesn't already know it. Relax, Cooley. Don't worry about Jim Blake. I have plans to take care of him. Garland, we can't get away with another murder. Who said anything about a murder? 
I've invited him to spend the weekend at my ranch house. You have? Yes. And accidents can happen. You see, the house is very old. I plan to build a new one. What about it? <laughs> we'll wait and see. Now, here's Kennedy's place. Oh, 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 there. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. I hope we'll find Kennedy alone. Yes, and sober enough to talk. Come on, gentlemen. Wait. The girl's just opened the door. What's she doing home? Let me do the talking. Uh, good afternoon, Miss Mary. How do you do, Mr. Cooley? This is a surprise. I dare say, my dear. I think you know these gentlemen, Mr. Garland, the owner of the Flying G, and Squire Bosworth? Yes, of course. How are you, gentlemen? How do you do, Mary? I trust your father's enjoying uh, good health. Well... It's uh, he whom we came to see. The death of his friend was quite a blow to him. He, uh... He hasn't been well. We uh, understand, my dear. May we step inside? Why, yes, of course. Thank you. Uh, we expected you'd be at the newspaper office. Mr. Blake gave me a couple of days off. Hmm? Won't you sit down? Thank you, Thank you. I shall get right to the point, Miss Mary. We come as a committee of selectmen to discuss certain plans with your father. What kind of plans? We would like to have him assume the post as sheriff to fill the unexpired term of our late lamented. You... you want my dad? You... you mean you want him for sheriff? Well, yes, right, ma'am. But he... he's an old man and he's had no experience. But, my dear, he's honest. And an honest lawman is what we need. Well, dad is sleeping. He's a... He's not well. But I'll answer for him. He must decline your offer. No, Miss Mary. Anyway, he's not the man to be sheriff, especially now. Why do you say especially now? Because there's a lot of underhanded scheming going on here in Red Rock. The last sheriff was on the track of the ringleaders, and that's why he was killed. Now, now, girl, you've been listening to the publisher. Jim Blake is always suspicious. And right now he has reason to be suspicious. He's been getting ready to blow things wide open. Hmm. Yes, huh? Yes. He's been getting statements from people around here. And when he gets all the statements he needs, he'll publish the truth. We didn't come here to discuss conditions in town. We came to ask your father to be sheriff. Well, he can't accept. I'll speak for my uh, uh, hey. Tom Kennedy. Dad. Here he is. I heard what you said, and I accept the appointment. No, Dad. Please, dear, you... You want me to fill the rest of my friend's term as sheriff? Is that it? Uh, uh, yes, Kennedy. All right. I'm your man, and I'm ready. But I want you three to get something straight. Uh, yeah? I've hit the bottle hard since my wife died. Been a pretty worthless critter and a source of no end of worry and trouble to Mary. But if I'm to be your sheriff, things will be different. Uh, you're oh, sure. well, I don't know why you picked me for this job. Maybe you three want a shiftless, no-account critter like I've been. Maybe you wanted a man who wouldn't know the difference between right and wrong and wouldn't care. Well, if that's what you wanted, you picked the wrong man. I aim to back Jim Blake in finding the scheming polecats that's conniving against the honest people in this here town. I aim to help Jim Blake expose them. And I aim to get the rats that murdered my friend, the sheriff. Oh, Dad, I, I never saw you like this. Well, what about it, Cooley? You still think I'm your man? Well, uh... But he aimed to back uh, down, now that you see I'm different than you figured. Well, well, of course you're the man we want. Yes, sir. Yes, of course. All right, then. I'll be at the sheriff's office first thing Monday morning. (laughs) 
Cooley, Garland, and Bosworth were quiet for some time after leaving the Kennedy home. It was Cooley who broke the long silence. Well, you gentlemen thinking the same thing I am? I'm thinking that we made a mistake in selecting Tom Kennedy as the new sheriff. The old fool. He's really going to try to do a job. Cooley, you said he was a lazy, shiftless lout with interest in nothing but hard liquor. We'll not worry, gentlemen. Jim Blake is out of the way, we'll be in the clear. Uh, don't worry about Blake. I'm picking him up in town and taking him to my ranch for the night. Wait till you see what happens tonight at my ranch. I'm curious, Garland. What will happen? Quiet. The night was made bright by flames that leaped high from the ranch house on the Flying G. The fire seemed everywhere at once and was far beyond control when the ranch hands arrived with buckets. Pass the bucket! Stand by the water supply! The house is burning in a dozen places! We can't work it! Wet the other building! Save the bucket! Move the horses back! Get those buckets going! Garland ran frantically from place to place, shouting at the men who had formed a bucket line to wet down the nearby building. It's Blake! Blake is still inside. Get him out of there. Save Jim Blake. You mean the publisher? Yes, yes. He was spending the night at my place. Here's some of the men from the next ranch. They'll help us. Well, we need all the help we can get. Hey, those aren't from the lazy James. Get Jim Blake. Get him out of there. One of them is masked. Look, Mr. Garland. Maybe please. Where is Blake? In there. What part? The east wing. A bedroom in the corner. Dan, you stay with the horses. Yes, sir. Hello. Come and help me. Uh, me come. The east wing. <laughs> You can't get into that house. Look at them, boss. They're going inside. You, boy, who are those men? Friends of mine. Is that your house? Yes, and it's doomed. Nothing can save either the house or Jim Blake. Where did you come from? We were beyond the hill. We saw the glow in the sky and knew it was a fire. You're Mr. Garland, aren't you? Yes. Who is the man who wears the mask? Is he an outlaw? No, sir. He's not an outlaw. He'll die for sure. No man can live inside that house. Just look at them flames. That masked man is sure asking for it. No, the fool. He knows Jim Blake. What's that? You say he knows Blake? Yes, Mr. Garland. Watch out. There goes the roof. Look at her. Steady, Silver. Easy, Steady. Well, that's the end for your friends. Oh, golly. Gone. Gone. Everything gone. Hey, look. Here comes the masked man and the engine. They're coming around the side of the house. Silver, Silver, they're alive. They're out of the house. Great day, mister. How did you do it? We got out the back door just before the roof fell off. Are you all right, sir? Yes, Dan, we're all right. My friend, Jim Blake. We saw him, Garland. We got as far as his bedroom door. But you didn't bring him out? No. Come on, Dan, mount up. We're leaving? Yes. Well, what about Jim Blake? Daddy Silver. If you saw Blake, why couldn't you carry him out? No use, Garland. No use? No. She was dead before the fire began. Easy, big fella. One pillar. Oh, come on, It was the following Monday when Tom Kennedy, proudly wearing the badge and gun belt of his dead friend, the former sheriff, entered the office of Red Rock Squire Bosworth. Well, well, come in and close the door, Kennedy. Thanks, Squire. How's the new sheriff? Oh, I'm all right. I come to speak to you about that fire at the Garland place. Oh, yes. I told you what I heard about Jim Blake, about him being dead when the fire began. Yes, yes, Kennedy, I remember what you told me. Sit down, sit down. Thanks, <laughs> You said a masked man had given you the information. That's right. Well, what about it? Well, you being the coroner, it's up to you to call an inquest. Come to see if you aim to do that same. No. Huh? It's not necessary, Sheriff. I talked to Mr. Garland. He saw the masked man as he came out of the burning building. 
He said this masked man was nearly out of his mind with fear and exhaustion. He hardly knew what he was saying. So you didn't even look at Jim Blake's remains for a knife wound? Oh, couldn't tell anything. I don't know about that. Garland has known Blake for years. But he's never before invited him to his ranch for overnight. Nonsense. You're you're overly suspicious. Well, I want to know how that fire got started. Why was it going so fast and in so many places at one time? Why was all the windows open to feed air? Did you see the windows open? Of course not. I wasn't there, but the masked man saw them. We can't credit the things a masked man says, especially when he was so frightened and... Frightened my eye. Dead ratted Squire Bosworth. Looks to me you don't want the truth to come out. Kennedy, I'll tell you confidentially why we're having no inquest. Why? Mr. Garland would have to tell about events just prior to the fire. What of it? He'd have to tell why Jim Blake didn't waken when the fire started. He'd have to tell about his... his drinking. Drinking? Jim Blake didn't drink. He was one of the leaders of the Temperance Society. He was That's one just of the... it, Tom. Don't you see how it would blacken his character and serve no good purpose to bring out the truth? All his life, he's been a fine example of clean living. No one knew about his uh, private life. Let the poor soul rest in peace. Dad ratted, I don't believe a word of that. He was killed, murdered. That's what he was. Forget it, Tom. Just consider the matter closed. How can I consider it closed? I'm supposed to be the law. How can I get a killer if my hands are tied? And my hands are tied, unless you order an inquest. Kennedy, matter's closed. Like fun it is. No, you see here, boy. Don't you dare address me in that tone of voice. I'll use the tone that fits the case. By Juniper, I think I see the whole thing. Garland is one of the crooks that Jim was trying to get behind bars. Garland is one of them, and you're shielding him. That's a lie. Then why are you so anxious to hush things up? I told you. You told me a pack of lies, and I won't take them. Dad Raddatt, how come you're so careful of Jim Blake's reputation all of a sudden? How come you want to protect his good name? Why, consign you, Bosworth, you fought him at every turn. You Get out I... of my office. Yes, I'll get out. Yes, you better I'll get out. You don't want a sheriff around this here town. All you want is a whiskey-drinking sort that don't know nothing about law and order and don't care. Run things any way you want to. I don't give a hang what you do. I'm through. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story. 
Accompanied by Dan Reed and Tonto, the Lone Ranger rode to the home of old Tom Kennedy and ringed up at the back door. Who's oh, 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 oh. Is this where the sheriff lives? Yes, Dan. Say a big fellow. Why we come here, Timothy? To help him if we can. He's up against a powerful organization, Tonto. You need all the help he can get. I wonder if he's home. No, no. Yes. Mask. You're Miss Mary? Yes. I've already talked to your father about, well, conditions here in town. I know. He told me about you. Good. But I knew about you before that. I worked... That is, I did work for Jim Blake. You did? I knew he'd written a letter to you and sent it to a padre in the hope that you'd get it. Yes, the padre gave it to me. Oh, Blake told about the group of men who are taking over control of Red Rock. I guess there's no use trying to fight them. They killed the last sheriff, and and Dad says they killed Jim Blake. May I see your father? He... He won't talk to anyone. He threw off the sheriff's badge, said it was no use trying to fight a gang like... like the ones in control. Is that his badge on the table here? Yes, it... Dad was so happy. After all these years, he had the chance to do something worthwhile. He... Please forgive me. Mary, why did Jim Blake go to the Garland Ranch for the weekend? Well, he's been working for a long time to get the names of certain powerful men and proof that they were engaged in crooked schemes here in Red Rock. Yes? Garland told Jim he might be able to help him. He asked him to come to the ranch and talk things over. But that wasn't the real reason for the invitation. What do you think was the real reason? Garland wanted to murder Jim Blake. Seem quite sure of that. I am sure, and so is my father. Garland is one of the crooks, and Squire Bosworth is another. He's the coroner. It was his duty to investigate Mr. Blake's death, but he refused to do so. And I think the third crook is Banker Cooley. That's a strong statement. But I'm sure it's the truth. Just uh, what sort of a crooked game are they playing? Oh, they have a hundred deals. Oh? For example, Steve Hurley was given a contract to build a town hall. He's to be paid twice what the job is worth. But he'll split the money with certain people. Well, that's one deal. The bridge is another. A bridge was built with the taxpayer's money. It made the land beyond the bridge worth three times what it had been. Who owns that land? The name on the deed is a dummy owner. Oh. Jim Blake was trying to learn the identity of the real owner. Blake didn't suspect Garland of being involved? No, but he did suspect Banker Cooley and Squire Bosworth. Those are the men who selected your father to serve as sheriff. Yes. They selected the poor old dear because they thought he'd be incompetent. Uh, how about the rest of the town officials? They're all indebted to Cooley and Bosworth. I see. There's nothing that can be done. Why? All the evidence Jim Blake had gathered is gone. Gone? Yes. He took it with him when he went to see Garland. It was destroyed in the fire. Hmm. Mary, I want to see your father. But he... He's in his room. It's no use. I'll try. I'll take his badge to him. Oh, go away and let me alone. Take it easy, Tom. Oh, you. I uh, brought you the sheriff's badge. No, take it away. Let me pin it where it belongs. Now, look, mister, I I tried to act on what you said. I, I tried to get an inquest, but it's no use. I can't fight a gang as well organized as the crooks in this town. We'll fight them together, Tom. There. That's the place for the badge. Now we're ready to act. Act? How can you? What can be done? I have a plan, Tom. 
I'm going to ask Mary to help us. It was later in the day when Garland received a note signed by Mary Kennedy. He studied it for a time, then put on his hat and strolled to the office of the bugle. Mary looked up from the ledger that was spread out on her desk. Oh, Mr. Garland. Well, 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 Mary. It's nice to see poor old Jim Blake has someone to look after his interests. Well, the work has to be cleaned up, Mr. Garland. Will you sit down? I don't mind. Ah, it's good to sit down. I've been busy making plans for a new house. Yes, I suppose you have. How's your father? Well, he... he isn't too well. I guess we picked the wrong man, Mary. It's too bad. Maybe you did pick the wrong man. Is he at home? Uh, yes, he's home. Mr. Garland, I asked you to come here to tell me the real story about the fire. The real story? I'd like to have your version of it. Well... Oh, move. Who... Come on, fellow. He got him. What's this mean? Please put that gun down. You sit still, you're not get hurt. I remember you. You were at the fire. I came to get something. I'll leave when I get it. Oh, please, there's nothing here. I think I'll find it in this fire. Let's see here, you Indian. Stop waving that gun at me. I'll sit still. What's he after, Mary? I don't know. He's taking documents out of the file. These might prove to be worth more than the contents of that safe. What are you taking? Blake kept copies of nearly everything, didn't he? Yeah, I have what I want. Sorry to have bothered you. Oh, uh, this Miss Kennedy is for you. You'll not get away with this. Don't try to follow us, Garland. You might get hurt. Adios. What did he give you, Mary? It's just a bullet. I wonder what he meant by it. A bullet? See? Why, the... This is made of silver. A silver bullet, Dad. That's what he gave me. Here it is. By Ginger. By Ginger, Mary. The fight is just beginning, Dad. Mary, the silver bullet means the Lone Ranger. Yes, that's right. By Ginger. He wants you to finish the work Jim Blake started. He said he'd send for me. Well, I'll be ready. Sheriff Tom Kennedy will be ready. Where's my gun belt? On the peg, Dad. Give me the gun belt. Yes. I'll be ready to help when he gives the word. Pack of buzzards in this town. Here it is. They thought they'd make me sheriff, and I wouldn't see a hair nothing that went on underneath my nose. You'll huh? show him, Dad. Squire Bosworth thinks he can hush up a murder, does he? Come in here and start something. Golly, we don't want trouble with you. Dad. Who's with you? Are you Sheriff Kennedy? You bet I am. Sheriff Kennedy, this is the Marshal. Marshal Dawson. Howdy. You a friend of Squire Bosworth? No, why? Then I'm glad to know you. Shake. Sheriff here now? Yes, Toto. And Marshal here too. Not plenty good. You all come. I'm ready and waiting and chomping at the bit. What's to happen next? You come. Me lead way. Go on, let's get going. Goodbye, Dad. And good luck. Goodbye, I'm so proud of you. Squire Bosworth received a strange message asking him to go to a certain room in the hotel. When he arrived, there was no one to be seen. He wore a puzzled expression, waited a moment, and then lighted a cigar. It was then Banker Cooley arrived. Cooley, what brought you here? Message? Probably the same as brought you. Message, eh? Was it wrapped around something? Yes, it was. Was yours? Yes. Round this. Silver bullet. That's how I got mine. It was tossed through the window and fell right at my feet. I found mine when I sat down to the dinner table, next to my plate. What did your message say? Told me to be here at nine tonight. It's nine now. Are you in the habit of obeying such a summons? Well, not exactly. But this was neatly written. I was curious. That's why I came. So you two are here. 
Garland. Both of you get a note with the silver bullets? Yes. Better close that door. I'd like to know who sent these notes. How was your message delivered, Garland? Slid under the door of my room. I know who sent it. You do? Who? Yeah, we might as well sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Gents, it was the mask man who came to my fire. He sent the messages. Oh. The one that tried to make trouble, huh? Yes, the one who told Tom Kennedy about Blake being knifed before the fire. How do you know he sent the notes? He robbed the newspaper office this afternoon. I was there when it happened. Are you sure it's the same man? Yes, he gave Mary Kennedy a bullet like the one he sent us. What did he steal from the office? Well, I wish I knew. He went into the file and got out a lot of documents. I don't like that. You said Blake had uh, certain documents with him when he called on you. He did have. But there might have been copies of them in his files. And if there uh, were... Wait, hold on. Blake didn't have a case. He needed but more... There he is. The mask man. You Good evening, gentlemen. Have you been in that next room all the time? I waited until all of you were here. Did you send us these notes? Yes. Yes, you robbed the newspaper office. You looted the files. Jim Blake sent me a long letter telling about conditions in Red Rock. He told me what material he'd collected. Said he was afraid someone might get him and steal his documents. He told me where he would keep a copy of what? them in his file. A copy of them? Yes, yes, Mr. Cooley. He also asked me to try and gather the rest of the information he needed. Well, I got that information. Oh, uh, you were in the office today, Garland. You can tell these men you saw me take a copy of the evidence from the file. Why did you bring us here? What are you after? You may examine this material. Blake had everything but a few names and dates. Here, let me see those papers. Certainly, here you are, Squire. It's surprising how everything dovetails, isn't it, Squire? Is he telling the truth? Oh, yes, he is. There's enough evidence to break us all. There's evidence enough to put you all in jail for 20 years. All right. Obviously, you're open to proposition. Otherwise, you'd have turned this over to the law. Yes, I am, Cooley. But my price is high. Name it. You can afford to pay, can't you? Name the price. I want a confession of murder. You want what? Take you your say? choice. Get me Garland's confession of murder. All three of you will spend the rest of your lives in jail. Now, hold on. Why should you I... have one minute to decide. Garland, listen to me. Give him the confession. You think I'm crazy? We'll see that you get the right kind of trial. I can fix that. Not much time left. I won't confess. Look here. It's sad or we'll all be jailed. Bosworth and I can't help you if we're in jail. We're free to work. We'll get you off light. Someone hangs for Jim Blake's death. Or all three of you will pay in jail. Then you don't need a confession. All you need is proof. Cooley and I can give you statements. Now, wait a minute, Bosworth. We... You and Cooley were in it just as much as I was. Did they help you plan the murder? They knew all about it. They were accessories before the fact. That's what I wanted to hear. That's all we need. Hey, who's the United States Marshal? And Kennedy. Who hurts me? Get your hands up. We had the door to the next room open enough to hear every word you said. Now, wait a minute. You didn't hear me confess anything. We heard you say those two were accessories to the murder. And there are a few other witnesses. The hotel manager and a couple of the towns. No, uh, we've been tricked. By Ginger, we got all three of you. Sheriff, get the handcuffs. You bet I will. Got them all ready and waiting. By Ginger, this will do it, Marshal. Oh, oh. This cleans up two murders and it cleans up Red Rock. Yeah, that mask man. He's the one. <laughs> yes, sir, Gallon. Right. He just went out that door. Gallon is right. He is the one. He's the Lone Ranger. I you still there?
This is a product of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's story was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.